Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Variety Sports Network. I am your host, Jordan, and this is Talking the Gridiron XFL. Week four in the bags, pretty awesome. I do, I will have to say so myself. Uh, Roughnecks and Defenders, 4-0 after four weeks. The only two undefeated teams left in the league. Battle Hawks had their first home game in the Battle Dome. 38,000 plus XFL record for attendance out of all the teams. Biggest turnout of the whole season, basically combined through all the out the other teams. If you add up all the home games of each team, you can't top St. Louis. I'm sorry. It was crazy. I was there myself. A couple of my other colleagues from the Variety Sports Network was there as well. Um, it was electrifying. We'll go over that. Um, a big week ahead of us in week five, we got a couple good matchups, especially with DC and St. Louis, um, their last game, uh, a bunch of fights broke out multiple times. Um, it seems like they will be our rivalries. Now this is not a pod, This is not a battle Hawks podcast. I'm just a battle Hawks fan. All right. Uh, and so I do kind of talk about them a little bit more, but I talk about everybody. Um, that game will be huge. I do consider them our rivalries. I guess you could our rivalry, our rivals. I guess you could say, um, just because how the game was last time, and now they're coming to St. Louis, and we're gonna let them have it. We are gonna let DC have it, and then also Jordan Tiamu is their quarterback, and he is ex, uh, he is ex Battle Hawk quarterback. Um, but yeah, some other big, great matchups later on next week as well um but all that and more right after this you're getting ready to watch one of the best football content creator channels right here on the variety sports network football youtube page part of the variety sports network go ahead and hit that subscribe button while you're at it thanks for watching now i'm going to turn it over to the host of tonight's show enjoy all right guys Welcome back. Thanks for joining me for a week four edition of the XFL Talking the Gridiron. <clears throat> so we had an interesting, interesting home game here in St. Louis. Uh, the Arlington Renegades came in to St. Louis to the Battle Dome. That's what we're calling it. Cacaw is law. Don't forget. Um, came in to St. Louis and the people, let's just say, showed up. They showed up. <laughs> Like I said earlier, 38,000 plus. I think the total number was like 38,600 or whatever. And they just opened some of the 400 sections a week before the game and sold all those tickets. And now they are talking about opening up the top section, which would be the entire, not in the entire dome completely, but the top section, the very, very top section, which would be amazing. That means we, we can easily cram 40,000 plus in there. And that would be insane for an XFL game for a, Spring League football, <laughs> just its records. It's it just shows you that St. Louis is a football town. Matter of fact, I don't call us a football town. I call St. Louis a sports town, sports city. We just got our MLS team, St. Louis SC, which is amazing. The soccer stadium is awesome. I went and worked there. My worked on it myself. I'm a floor layer. Um, Place is incredible. The team is undefeated right now. They play again this Saturday. Just crazy nuts. Um, 
for an expansion team are doing amazing. Uh, <clears throat> but besides that, St. Louis showed up to the Battle Hawks game. We rocked that dome like no other. It was it was amazing playing Nelly and stuff when we scored touchdowns. I mean, it was just St. Louis through and through. Uh, even the head coach was saying that the guys were fired up in the locker room because of us. Downright awesome, amazing. I, I sit right right in the end zone, about 11 rows up. I bought season tickets. I mean, I'm I'm a football fan, and I'm going to support a Saint, any any team St. Louis I'm, I support. I'm not a soccer fan, but I'm becoming one because St. Louis now has a team, and I want to get into it. Just how I am. Just a typical sports fan. Uh, love it all. But let's go ahead and get into this. Um, make this one nice, short, and sweet tonight. Um, we're gonna uh, same thing. We're gonna do everything. We're gonna go over all the games, go over some of the stats, talk about the games, blah blah blah. So let's go ahead and get into St. Louis and Renegades. Renegades coming into this game. It was a four o'clock game at the Battle Dome. Battle Hawks came out on top, twenty four eleven. It was a great game. A little bit of a slow start, but right there at halftime, we gained we gained the lead. We kind of scored and got the ball back, and then like scored again, took the lead right before halftime, right as time. So we had a lot of momentum going into it. Um, great game overall. Like I said, we we just we started scoring afterwards. Uh, Brian Hill was back. That was nice to have him uh, back after his injury. Uh, he got fined for all those fights in DC. So like I said, this Saturday at the Battle Dome at six p.m., it's going down again with DC in town. It's I think it's gonna be nuts. It better be better be better than the home opener. I mean, the home opener was nuts, but we got to show up. Let's go ahead and go over the Battlehawk stats. Battlehawk stats passing. AJ McCarron, 20 for 27. Not a bad day. A lot of sh- he Tom Brady did a lot, but that's all right. We won the game. You Tom, I mean Tom Brady won a lot. So hey, Tom Brady did all you want. Whatever. 20 for 20 27, 214 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh no, he didn't get sacked, surprisingly. Um considering. No, no sacks, no sacks, no sacks. Brian Hill is back, 18 carries for 89 yards. Beautiful, dude. He had a nice 15-yard run for a touchdown right before the half. That put us right up in there. Beautiful run, dude. Beautiful cut, dude, right at the end. Juke the guy out. Oh, it was amazing. Crowd went nuts, dude, for the first touchdown. Or no, our first touchdown wasn't pass. I'm sorry. But Brian Hill, 18 for 89, one touchdown. Um, Monteo Durant, 5 for 13. Um, Kareem Walker, three for 12. We had one rushing touchdown, 110 yards on the ground. Pretty good. Pretty good day, I would say. Um, Darius Shepard went eight for 91 with a score, 27-yard bomb for a touchdown. That was amazing. He caught. He had eight targets, caught all eight of them. Darius Shepard, baby, come on. Keep it up. Uh, Akeem Butler, 88, our tight end, one of my favorite players so far on our team. Um, five, five, five receptions, six targets. 52 yards and a score. He also had a 25-yard bomb, which was beautiful in the end zone. Uh, corner end zone. The dude's a beast. Love him. Uh, Steven Mitchell, two for 39. Uh, Austin Proel, four for 26. He had a good day. He had a lot of clutch catches that we needed when we needed them. Uh, Brian Hill, one for six. We had 214 yards passing, of course. Two touchdowns uh, through the air as well. Uh, we had no... F- we had no fumbles, I don't believe. No. 
Our defense only had uh, one sack, but we had three picks, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. Our defense showed up this game. The Battle Hawks defense showed up this game. A lot of solo tackles. Let's see, there was 57 total tackles and 23 solo tackles and 34 assist tackles. Pretty good. Uh, Cialis Kelly had a pick. Trey Watson had a pick, and Nate Medores had a pick. We had three picks, dude. None of them for pick sixes, but that's all right. Um, Austin Perel, two for 25 on punt returns, not bad. Three for 63 for Darius Shepard on the ground for kick returns. Pretty good, pretty good. Our punter was four for 135, two inside the 20. So all around, the Battlehawks had an okay game. Like I said, they were slow off the start. Didn't really get anything going to the second quarter. Um, they had a field goal in the first quarter to take the lead. Um, uh, Arlington scored nothing in the first, and then they tied it up in the second, and then we got a late touchdown at the end of the second, going into half, got the ball. Uh, I believe we scored again, went for the two-point and missed it, and then we scored again in the fourth quarter, went for one and got it. Beautiful, beautiful game. All right. Let's go over the Renegade stats. Renegades didn't play too well because they probably – the second play of the game, they were going to a silent count because they couldn't hear it already. Yeah. That's what the Battle Dome is going to be. It's going to be a place where your offense better come prepared because you ain't going to be able to hear shit when you're on offense. Just letting you know now. Kyle Schlotter, 23 for 39, 205. You would think he'd have more yards than that. Three interceptions, no touchdowns. He got sacked one time for 14. Beautiful play for our defense. Uh, rushing, they had 49 yards on the ground. Like I said, our defense showed up today, man. They could not run on us at all. A lot of missed third downs. A lot of they had a couple fourth downs that they could not that they did not convert on the Renegades. That is because our defense just showed up. Um. Davion Smith, nine carries for 24 yards and a touchdown. His longest run was a, was five yards. So, yeah, nine carries for 24 yards, one score. They had one rushing touchdown. Uh, Kenneth Fowler, uh, four for 14. Receiving, they had 205 yards through the air. Uh, Caleb Van Der Esch, Caleb Van Der Esch, which could be Van Der Esch's brother, cousin from the Cowboys. Hmm? I don't know. Two receptions, 48 yards. Nobody had it. was outstanding. Uh, Tyler Vaughn's four for 45. Uh, Sal Canella, six for 40. Um, they had no receiving touchdowns, and they only had one rushing, like I said. They had one fumble and lost it. Uh, they had no sacks, uh, but they did have one interception, and A.J. McCarron threw it right to him. It's a bad play. It was a bad play. It was. It is what it is. Um, let's see. Yeah. So, like I said, Renegades lost to the Battle Hawks in the Battle Dome, their first home game, 38,000 plus. Let me just keep saying that. Um, so the Battle Hawks move on to be three and one. Renegades are two and two. Um, let's see. Sorry. Uh, And if you want to look uh, for week four cable ratings for that game, St. Louis and Arlington, 572,000. And that is not including ESPN Plus viewership. 
Wow. That, is, that was the second largest game compared to the Sunday night game, DC and Vegas, which was 691, I guess, because DC is decent. But when they come into the Battle Dome, they're going to go, they're not even going to know what to do. But let's go. Anyway. All right. Moving on. Oh, that was Arlington and St. Louis. Moving on to the Vipers and DC while I'm talking about them. Vipers can't, still looking for their first win uh, coming into this game against the, one of the most uh, dominant run offenses in the league. They have shown that clearly um, against DC, who is 4 and 0. Oh. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. We don't play DC this weekend. Oh, my God. I'm tripping. No, wait. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Sorry. The Vipers. Week five. Sorry. Let me get ahead of myself. I keep thinking ahead. Uh, Vipers lost this game 18 to 32 against the DC Defenders. DC, like I said, 4 0. Vipers are a sad 0 and 4. Very sad 0 and 4. They can't get anything going on offense at whatsoever. So let's go ahead and look at their numbers first. Passing Luis Perez. 23 for 32 for 283 yards on offense, okay? Two touchdowns, one interception. He got sacked one time. Brett Hundley, four for five, 50 yards, and he got sacked one time. So they had 333 yards passing. The Vipers did, okay? And you're like, that's a lot of yards. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. John Lovett, seven this is for rushing. I'm sorry. John Levitt, 7 for 39. They had no rushing touchdowns, by the way. Rod Smith, 5 for 23, and that's really about it. They had 71 yards on the ground. Receiving, Jeff Baddett, 7 for 80. Uh, Clint Sweating, with 3 for 65 with two touchdowns, and a 26-yard bomb was one of them. And it was it was a good play, but the Vipers, I just don't understand them. Brandon Dillon, 3 for 47. Uh Martavius Bryant, three for 49, ex-Steeler. They had two touchdowns through the air, 330 yards through the air. Um, their defense had one sack, uh, no interceptions, no forced fumbles, no nothing good on defense, really. I mean, in D.C., really never punted. They punted one time. Jesus, that is bad, man. They they just, I mean, looking at the play-by-play, it's just like DC, 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 DC. I mean, they're just running the ball. And there's a big play of Vipers right there, but that's because of penalties. Incomplete pass, touchdown, whatever. So that game, I don't know. That This game is, I don't know. Let's, let's go over the DC stats. I'm sorry, this is just throwing me off. Jordan Taimu, 14 for 19, 177 yards, no touchdowns, no receptions, no sack. Uh, Derek, Tech, Derek King, two for two, 38 yards, one touchdown. Uh, rushing, Jordan Tamu, nine for 89. So that means our defense is going to have to have a QB spy in there watching this man. All right. And we're going to be so loud. He's going to be taken off a lot because people aren't going to hear plays. I don't know. But that's something we're going to have to watch because he does this every game. So we, our defense is going to have to play like we did this week. We're going to be loud. And our defense is going to get is going to get to them. And he's they are not going to do that against us this week. He went nine for 89 rushing. He had a 49-yard run. 
And he and that's the quarterback was the leading rusher at 89 yards. And then the running back, Abram Smith, had 22 carries, 22 carries for 58 yards. He averaged only 2.6 yards a carry, but they ran the hell out of the ball. And then two other guys, Derek King, four for eight, and then Roquel Armstead, four for 18. But Derek King, he had he went four for eight, but he had two rushing touchdowns. Five yards was his longest run. He averages two, he averaged obviously two yards. But yeah, he had two rushing, he had the two rushing touchdowns. So they're probably on the one yard line, and he ran him in both times. Receiving Chris Blair, four for 84. Lucky Jackson, four for 65. Uh Jekaz Azard, one for 32. And that was a touchdown. Um, and that was their only passing touchdown through the air. They had 215 yards through the air, like I said, 173 yards on the ground. 173 on the ground. Be prepared for them to run the ball. Um, their defense had two sacks. Um, they had one interception and a fumble recovery. So, I mean, their defense played rather good. I mean, two sacks is, I mean, one interception, that's all right. It's no battle hawks, you know, like three picks, a couple sacks, one sack, two sacks. Yeah. But DC, um, we're ready for you, man. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready for it to be loud. You better study your silent counts, DC. <laughs> so yeah, Vipers move on to go 0 and 4, DC 4 and 0, 18 to 32 defenders. That was that game. Not a great showing by the Vipers whatsoever. A lot of penalties, like I said, a lot of penalties. Now, uh, let's go over to the San Antonio Brahmas and the Seattle Sea Dragons. What did I see here? Where is it at? So, the Seattle Sea Dragons leads the XFL. Well, Josh Gordon leads the XFL in receiving yards at 225. He also leads the XFL in reception touchdowns in three. He also has the first 100-yard receiving game by an XFL player. Wow. I mean, it's Josh Gordon. I mean, he just smokes weed. That's I mean, that's all he does. And he still does what he does, but he can't play in the NFL. But this sad game, sad game. Brahma's come into this game one and two. Seattle come in came into this game one and two. Seattle comes out on top 15 to 6. Terrible game by the Brahmas. I mean, not really a good showing by the CLC Dragons. I mean, it's all the quarterback throwing to Josh Gordon. That's really it. Let's go over, shall we? Let's see. There was a field goal in the first quarter. That was it. There were three field goals. Oh, let's see. Let's see second quarter. Whoop, go back up. Sorry. Come on, come on, come on, come on. There it is. Oh, touchdown conversion, no good. Yeah, I didn't watch this game. I was tailgating <laughs> at the Battle Dome. I got there at like 9 in the morning, and the game was at 3. <laughs> yeah. All right, anyway, let's get into it. Brahmas, Jack Cohen, 20 for 39, 189. Uh, no touchdowns, no picks. Got sacked four times. Terrible. Jack Cohen, he ran the ball two for nine yards. He was their leading rusher. Nine yards. Great job. 
but his longest run was 10 yards. I mean, just somewhere in there he got minus one yard. Uh, uh, now the running back, uh, Kaleem Balage, Kaleem Balage, five for five. I, okay, they just got 21 yards rushing. Just terrible, terrible, terrible offensive line. Terrible offense, really. Receiving, they got 189 yards through the air, but, I mean, that's receiving, and that's not really anything. Travis Tovini, uh, three for 54. They had no touchdowns through the air. Remember that. Uh, Jalen, six for 34. Fred Brown, three for 39. Uh, Elise Mack, three for 29. They had, like I said, 189 yards through the air. The quarterback had a fumble. He recovered it, though. They had one sack. They had one interception, no fumbles. No fumble recoveries. Not great at all by this team. Brahmas are not looking good at all. Let's go over to the Sea Dragons, shall we? All right. Benanucci, who is pretty much a whole offense, 28 for 41 for 264 through the air. One touchdown, one pick, one sack. He got sacked once. Uh, rushing. Morgan Ellison, 16 for 69. TJ Hammonds, one for five. Ben DiNucci, two for two yards. Yeah. Morgan Ellison, the 16 for 69. He had the only rushing touchdown in the game. Um, receiving, Jacor Pearson, beast. Eight for 76, no score. Uh, Jawan Green, four for 36 with a score, and that was their only score. Josh Gordon, five for 57. Uh, he had eight targets, caught five. 264 yards through the air. Spread out between one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I mean, eight guys. I mean, Seattle doesn't look that great either. They're two and two. I mean, they looked great their last game, but I, the Brahmas are bad, and you only scored 15. Bruh. Come on. Come on. Let's see how many penalties. Oh, it doesn't tell me. Damn it. Oh, yeah, here we go. Brahma's had five. Seattle had six. But, yeah, that game, whatever. Well, yeah, that game was not fun to watch at all, even though I didn't watch it. I watched the highlights, but it was bad watching that. But uh, Brahma's one and three, lost to the Sea Dragons, who are now two and two. Uh, Brahma's lost six to 15. I mean, there's no more really to talk about that. I mean, Brahma's don't look good. Seattle does not look that great. Vipers are, could be the worst team in the league right behind the Brahma's. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. So last but not least for the best. Now I can't be a Homer. I'm an XFL guy. All right. On this podcast. <laughs> But looks like the best team in the league right now, the Houston Roughnecks, until the Battlehawks get things really going. The Roughnecks look pretty dangerous, man. They look good. They're pretty, pretty good. Uh, they did pretty good this game against the Guardians, but the Guardians are bad, like really bad. I mean, I don't even know if the Guardians are going to win a game this year. I mean, they need help at quarterback. They need help at a lot of things. But let's go over it, shall we? So the only other, uh, the only other undefeated team, the Houston Roughnecks, four zero, won the game against the Orlando Guardians, forty four to sixteen, 
and the Guardians are now 0-4, joining the Vipers as, as the only two teams that don't have a win. So 4-0, 0-4, with the Roughnecks scoring 20 points in the first quarter. Let's go over this. Let's see here. I mean, it was like all Roughnecks. All right, here we go. Player stats, Brian Silvers, 24 for 30, 239 yards through the air, three touchdowns through the air. He had a 59-yard bomb for one of those touchdowns. Um, he got sacked twice. Uh, Cole McDonald, two for two, 14 yards. And then this Javante Kirkland, who I guess it was a wildcat, one for one for 49 yards. Nice. He also had a touchdown. He is a run. He is a receiver, by the way. Remember who I said to watch at the beginning of the year? Kirkland. Remember Kirkland? I'm gonna talk about him every week. Kirkland. That guy will be in the NFL after this after this XFL season. Watch. They had 302 yards through the air total, four touchdowns through the air. Dewan Lee, six carries, 45 yards. They also had two touchdowns on the ground from Dewan Lee, that guy. Uh, only six carries. Only six carries. All right, 45 yards, two touchdowns. So they were passing the ball all game. Uh, Cole McDonald, two carries for 31 yards. Uh, Bryson Ali, or yeah, Ali then six for 20. And the quarterback was one for negative one. <laughs> two touchdowns rushing. Travis Harris. This is for receiving. Travis Harris, three for 83, two touchdowns. Uh, Deontay uh, Burnett, three receptions, 62 yards, one touchdown. Uh, John, John Trey, yeah, John Trey Kirkland, two receptions, 49 yards, one score. Like I said, four touchdowns through the air, 302 yards through the air throughout all the receivers. They did pretty good. They can pass the ball. They got some pretty good receivers who have hands. They got they got a good tight end as well, um, and Ben Putman. Uh, but yeah, that was um, that game was a blowout. Like I said, I mean, in that first quarter they scored, got the two point conversion, then the Guardians got the ball. Two plays later, they fumble it and lose it. Fumble, return, touchdown. Um, then they got the ball. I mean, they just went, and then they went three and out. Roughnecks got the ball, got two first downs, touchdown. I mean, they just pooped on them. It was, it was a blowout. Let's see here. Uh, their defense, uh, four sacks, no interceptions, one forced fumble, but two fumble recoveries, pretty good. I mean, Roughnecks had 50 plays, Guardians had 59. Their total yards was almost the same. Guardians had 349, Roughnecks had 381. I mean... Guardians were terrible on third down. Let's see how many penalties they had. 
13 penalties on the Guardians. Damn. I mean, the Roughnecks had nine. That's a lot. But like I said, Houston Roughnecks, 44. Orlando Guardians, 16. Guardians, 0-4. Roughnecks, 4-0. Roughnecks, like I said, one of two undefeated teams. Um, and while I'm thinking about it, let me go ahead. Uh, this is new to our pop, new to our shows. Um, we do have our sponsors, and we do have videos for them as well. So I'm going to go ahead and take a short break here. Uh, it's about 45 seconds long, uh, and I'm going to throw out one of our sponsors. So stay tuned, and right after this, we will be right back. All right, so I'm a baseball guy, and my goal is to actually see a game in every Major League Baseball stadium. Now, I'm more than a third of the way there, and I never buy from the team's websites. SeatGeek is my first stop whenever I'm heading to a new city for a ball game. Now, obviously, they've got some other sports as well as concert tickets, Broadway, comedy. I mean, you name it. And now for VSN listeners, they're actually offering you 20 bucks off your first ticket purchase. So just use the code VSN, that stands for Variety Sports Network. So that's VSN to save 20 bucks. So put that to use for some food or for some drinks at whatever event you are wanting to attend. Again, that code is VSN to save 20 bucks on your first SeatGeek purchase. And that was SeatGeek. That is one of our sponsors of VSN. We thank, we could not thank them much. And you cannot pass that up. $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. While I'm at it, might as well throw this one in there too because I'm getting towards the end of my podcast and I don't want to miss out on it. So here is our other what another one of our awesome sponsors you know what i like i like to be comfortable i also love representing my favorite sports teams and in the clutch i am able to have the best of both worlds and the clutch apparel is your one-stop shop for all things sports they have officially licensed gear from all your favorite teams and players from the nhl mlb nfl and more they have sports classic tees from yesteryear and beyond Check out their full website in the link down below. When you enter the promo code Variety Sports, you get 10% off everything site-wise. Feel comfortable with your sports apparel and go over to their website now at endtheclutch.com. And don't forget to use our code Variety Sports to get 10% off. In the Clutch, super, super awesome place to buy shirts, sports stuff if you got Sports people in the family, check them out. You don't want to miss it. I bought some stuff there myself. I just got it in the wash just because I wore it the other day. Comfortable shirts. They got their name on it. And then the graphics are just awesome. It just go check them out. And that was in the clutch. And Seat Geek. Don't forget that. All right. <clears throat> now that that's out of the way. That was week four, everybody, in the books. A great one. Sorry I'm a day late. I had some more. <laughs> Some more technical difficulties yesterday on, of course, the day I record. I was actually starting to record and my computer shut off. This is actually my wife's work computer. So I will be getting my own laptop here shortly. I'm hoping that we don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. And I know what's going on. (laughs) But anyway, that was week four. Let's look into week five real quick. Um, Just a quick look ahead um, of what we'll be seeing this weekend. Uh, we got the Houston Roughnecks at Seattle uh, Sea Dragons. That That is on Thursday. We got Thursday Night Football this week. Hell yeah. And that's at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. So it'll be 9.30 my time. Damn. 
and that is in Seattle. And then we got uh, Saturday, 6 o'clock uh, Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We got DC 4-0 against 3-1 Kakaw Battlehawks. And that's in the Battle Dome, their second home game, back-to-back uh, -back weeks. Um, we got the 0-4 Orlando Guardians. You ready for this? Taking on. You ready? You ready? You ready? The Vegas Vipers. They're both 0-4. Somebody's going to come out of there with a win this week. So we will have one left. We will have one team that has no wins left. Or that has no wins so far this season. So somebody's going to get a, um, a victory here. And if I had to make a guess, it's in Vegas. It's a Saturday night game. The Guardians could do this. They could. But I, I think the Vipers might win that game. I don't know. Guardians didn't look bad, but they played Houston. Vegas just can't score. I'm going with Guardians. Screw it. And then we got the Arlington Renegades, who came into the Battle Dome for the first game and had 38,000 people yelling at them, so they couldn't even run anything on offense, so they lost. And they're going up against the sad San Antonio Brahmas. Sorry, San Antonio. I'm just, I mean, you see it. I mean, you, you guys have, Texas has three teams. Pick the Roughnecks. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. Why does Texas get three teams? That's a hot topic, you know? That's a hot take right there. Why do they get three? Yeah, I know they're big. I know it's a big state. But you could have put two teams in states that didn't have football. That had decent markets. Like, come on. That's like you putting teams in Texas and in New York and in California. Why? They have all – they have they have two teams of in like every sport. Two to three teams in every sport. That's enough. Like, Why? It's ridiculous. Like California, Texas, New York, all those states has like multiple teams in like NBA, MLB, NFL, XFL, soccer, hockey. I mean, come on. You don't need that many. All right. Share. Spread. I mean, we do need more teams. So hopefully they put expansions in other cities. Hopefully other cities see what St. Louis is doing that don't have the NFL here, and they'll be like, hey, we'll do that. We'll support a team. This looks like fun. Some people are doing it just to stick it to the NFL. This is just my hot take. I'm going to start doing hot takes at the end of my episodes. So hopefully you stick around long enough to hear them because sometimes they're good. So, yeah. So that basically wraps up my podcast for the day. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Sorry I'm a day late. Won't happen again. I know I say that. But week five is coming up. Another home game for the Battle Hawks on Saturday. Cannot wait for that. I will be there. I'll be at every home game. Um, I'm trying to get interviews. I'm trying to get interviews for the VSN Network and for my podcast, of course. <laughs> um, and breaking news, uh, we also just got a new Battle Hawks. Podcast rolling with VSN just came on today. I uh, haven't got too much information on them. Um, it is kind of late, 
but we welcome them to VSN family. And uh, I look forward to working with you guys with football uh, and XFL and Battlehawks. Hopefully I can hop on a couple times and uh, hopefully have you guys on my show as well. Um, but until next time, guys, I'm Jordan. This is the Variety Sports Network, and you just listened to Talking the Gridiron XFL week four. Until next time.